What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Pop. I'm your host, Stefan Chais. Of course, joining me is my co-host, Biko. What's up, guys? Hey, happy last week of May, guys. Uh, we're on our last week of May, and I kind of feel like that it was kind of weird, like this past Sunday, there was no new Last Dance episode, of course. Um, I know ESPN just started doing the, the Lance Armstrong one. They started showing part one last this past Sunday. Um, other than that, you know... Yesterday was Memorial Day, of course, you know, remembering all those who have served the military, you know, fight for our freedom and stuff, so definitely, and the funny thing was, um, Sony decided, um, do the, you know how they do, like, PlayStation Plus free games for every month? This is released one of those games, Call of Duty World War II, right now, a week early, so if you guys get a chance, go to PlayStation, if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, go go to PlayStation, on your PS4, go to the Play Store and download um, Call of Duty World War II if you answer the Call of Duty series. That's kind of way they uh, get started on that. I know there's like rumors going on, but I was reading earlier that so basically this episode's gonna be pop news. So this is pop news number four. So basically, me and Biko are gonna pretty much like pick out basically the topics that were going on so far the last few days. So this past Memorial Day weekend. So um, we'll probably come up with another new topic to talk about next week. But for ado, um, I do want to mention that as well that there's rumors that possibly Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, will be available for free. Will be one of those free PlayStation Plus games. There's a rumor, but it has not been confirmed by Sony. It hasn't confirmed by the developers either. If that's gonna be a free game to be allowed, because that'll be a big, you know, boost right there. So I know the past, like this past month, we had like Farming Simulator 19 and City Skyline, which are pretty much like same world building kind of thing. As for me, I've been like, as for me, I got PlayStation 4 right now. I've been I just finished Persona 5 Royale. Um, right now, doing in game plus, because apparently you can. Um, spoiler: You can fight like two characters, get two extra fights after the third semester. So I'm going through it. I'm like not pretty much grinding because pretty much all my personas are like in the and level 90s right now. So I'm pretty much just going through them. And I did the romance on Tamaki, Takamaki. I, I romanced her because you can romance up to ten characters in that game, female characters. So. The next run is right now my new game plus run. I'm doing it with Makoto because apparently, according to Reddit, going to the Persona 5 subreddit, Makoto supposedly is the canon girlfriend of your protagonist in Persona 5. I know people are more friends of An, Futaba, you know, Haru, but I see more people behind Makoto and it kind of makes sense right now when I'm playing the second run through because, you know, I'm playing with the Japanese audience, you know, of course. I am an anime guy. When it comes to anime, I like doing the sub first because, and then the dub because, of course, they have to change it to localize it so that way Western audiences can understand the humor. But, yeah, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to do the New Game Plus, get through it, go mess with Kodo, and then go through those final two fights after the third semester. So I'm looking forward to that right now. I took a break right now. I just did, like, Futawa's Tomb. So, stop with that. So, another thing I wanted to point out that apparently, uh... The big news, like, when it comes to television-wise, that it's sunny, sunny in Philadelphia. just got picked up for a 15th season, dude. Um, I haven't been watching Sunny in Philadelphia yet. I don't know what season I left off on, but I might have to go back and rewatch it. Start from the beginning and go over again. Because right now it says here, according to this um, article on IGN, it was written by Wesley LeBlanc. It says here, it's sunny, always sunny. I'm going to read from the article, guys, so this is, I'm paraphrasing the article. Pretty much saying, it's sunny in Philadelphia has been renewed for a 15th season, which makes it the longest-running live-action comedy series in history. As reported by Deadline, TV Network FX revealed that its television slate to 2021, including a historic renewal for Always Always Sunny. The comedy has previously been tied with ABC's The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet for this 14th season last year. The show's 15th season puts it ahead of that competition. 
There's no real chance that Ozzy here ties again when it's always sunny. Sunny again as its final episode ever in 1966. And this is what Rob said, my, Rob McNairly, who won the stars. Um, he says, how many years do I have on this planet? <laughs> when they asked him about it. Because um, I know he's working on that other show for Apple about the Mythic Quest. And he pays like, like head of a game development studio. That's all you can catch on Apple TV. And it says here, that period with FX chairman John Gunn's statement had done about how FX was actively talking to some of the cast about another season for the show and FX had bags inside their possible 15. So that's cool. We'll get to see uh, Sonny for um, pretty much for uh, another year, dude. That's crazy. What, what are your thoughts on Sonny in Philadelphia? I know you used to watch it in the past as well. I don't know if you still watch it now. Um, I'm not I'm not caught up in the show, but I, I have nothing bad to say about it. It's, it's, it's Seinfeld with better. Uh, it makes it's uh, Seinfeld is way different. I don't know why I picked that one to compare it to it, but uh, it's a good show that I'm not surprised it's getting renewed. I'm I'm lost track of how many of these seasons they were. So 15, holy shit! Uh, <laughs> it's definitely just cementing their streak as one of the shows to last this long. Uh, for given how long it's been that they've been on uh, FX Network and they're one of their anchor shows, so I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, like Rob McElhaney, you can say like well, he's only human, so if he's gonna, if they're gonna want to do shit outside of Always Sunny, which they do, um, it's we're gonna see it be overwhelming, but. In this climate, who knows what's going to happen? But it's nice to see them get renewed. I'm not surprised. And another thing I read today, um, it was like yesterday. I guess um, uh, Japan is actually going to end its state of emergency. They're slowly going to reopen prefectures, slowly. But I mean, they'll still have guidelines. But they're like Japan's slowly going to be opening up. Mm-hmm. So they, that's good news for people in the anime community and the video game community because that means a lot of developers get to go work again. But it'll take some time, and a lot of productions, you know, a lot of anime productions were put on hold. But with this, you know, state emergency being lifted in Japan, you know, a lot of the game developers were mostly working from home, or some animation studios had to shut down productions and, like, put everything pretty much down the back burner pretty much until the summer or something. So they said that it was, like, based on what I read, I forgot where I read it from, but I guess all the cases are not as bad. They're being more lower than what they were anticipating. Um, and they're really proud of the effort of that, you know, the businesses and the people there were following the guidelines and everything, and the cases were not in the spiking or peaking right now, so that's why they're going to slowly open each prefecture at a time, but they will have, like, guidelines and stuff, so, so that means, like, a lot of the anime production studios and video game development studios in Japan will be able to go back to work and start, you know, picking up where they left off, basically, so that's a, that's a good thing here, especially right now, like you said, right now with this time, Right now is because yeah we're barely going to start. We're living in Illinois. And our we're barely going to go into phase three this coming Friday. So pretty much like a lot of retail chains and restaurants that have open patio seating will be able to be able to open fully. Um, some state parks will be open as well. So and some amenities, but I know they said a lot of retailers will have to follow social distancing guidelines and do some changes. But at least they're going to be able to open. People will be able and offices will be able to go back to work. But it's up to, I don't think it's, I don't know it's up to the business itself, but they have to follow like certain guidelines as well. But, eh, we're slowly getting there, even though there are some new cases, but I don't know it is as bad as right now, but I know some states are already reopened. California starting to become more, are opening up as well, because I know they were like the strictest of all the states when it came to like the lockdown stuff. So they didn't want nobody to leave their house. 
because they pretty much were really strict. But here in Illinois, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't as bad. I mean, I can't say it's good. It's, it kind of felt like the, that one video game division or anything where you're basically scrounging for stuff. Or he's isolated and gated off. No, it wasn't like that. Yeah. So, well, well, like I said, it, it's going to take a little time. Like, I know a lot of productions got pushed back to next year, like films and stuff, and a lot of TV shows uh, come back. Like, they announced, like, the new season's going to be out next year. So, um, other than that, um, I think I noticed yesterday that um, WWE decided to take a page from AEW's playbook and actually allowed. Um, actually start having their development talent actually act as audience members hmm. in the and Raw and SmackDown. I think they said this week for the tapings and stuff and they're allowing them. What they did was they put like hockey style glass, like plexiglass around the barricades. And but they had like they had them in the crowd, but they had them spread out at least, you know, give a few distance from each other. But it was cool hearing like actual screams and cheerings and boos now. It was it gives the talent on the, in the ring at least someone to interact with, you know? To get me wrong, it's cool they decide. Oh yeah, we're not gonna have the fans. There. We're trying to make a close set, but it wasn't that same feeling because AEW when they they like all the production right now is in Jacksonville right now because that's where their base from. Um, they were able to have like the talent that wasn't wrestling that 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 that, that week's show. They're seeing the audience. They're spread out and they were you know they're cheering and stuff, trying to interact with the talent that were in the ring. And of course, Double Nothing had their their event um, last AEW had their event last weekend and they had Iron Mike Tyson. Um, Come out and present the TNT the inaugural TNT Championship to Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. He ended up winning over Lance Archer, um, and of course, uh, Jake the Rogers was involved because he was like supposedly Archer's like manager, and he had a little in um, Jake's has a little beef with Cody. Well, and then of course, I saw this clip on Twitter that Mike Tyson came down and freaking uh, took his shirt off. Man, he's fucking jacked, dude, for being 53 years old. So I know there's like like word that he's getting like a 20 million dollar offer for bare knuckle fighting championship. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and I showed you that video, dude. He looks like he looks good oh, yeah. for like fifty-three years old, man. He still looks like he's in good shape, and he's gonna probably fuck somebody up. And it wouldn't matter if he wasn't even in decent shape. It's Mike Tyson. I still want to fight him. But if it's for charity, it's for a good cause. And I mean, give the guys credit whoever wants to step in the ring with that monster. But he's a beast, and I, I all power to Tyson for doing something good and using his brand in there. But yeah, I don't know. It's very strange, uh, but we're gonna start seeing a lot of these celebrities kind of use their name and to do. Uh, I would assume a lot of these charity things for a good cause, and let's just hope that it is gonna that money is gonna be used for good things during this virus thing, epidemic and the or pandemic. But uh, I don't see Tyson going back into the boxing ring after this anytime soon. It's probably just for that money, which is good. I mean, the guy's like 55 years old. Like, what the hell is he boxing right now? My man, but... Later like, part of his life. But he's, he looks good, man. I mean... Because I know he had, like, this one video where they show him, like, sparring and stuff, and... Yeah, he still has that stamina. But I don't know if he can make go, like, the 12 rounds. Maybe. I'm not discrediting him, but... I mean... It's, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like I said, we'll see if he does take the offer. Um... But that's what it is. It said that he's going to hit a $20 million offer. Um, another thing I want to point out, guys, that if you're going to get HBO Max, it comes out to 27 uh, I think right now they're doing like eleven ninety nine deal right now. But I think the normal rate's like 15 bucks. But if you have like DirecTV or AT&T if you, or you, if you already have a 
HBO subscription with your provider, you get that no cost. But I mean, the biggest thing that pretty much last weekend that everyone was excited about with the launch of you know HBO Max was that supposedly Warner Media announced that they're going to release the Justice League film, but the Schneider Cut version of the film, the, the infamous Schneider Cut that everyone was begging the studio to release because apparently this was the cut that Schneider did before you know his wife took off because you know family reasons. And they had to bring Josh Whedon to come back and do reshoots and stuff. And to kind of change the direction of what the film was going for. Um, so, and of course, a lot of the actors were pushing for it. Ben Affleck, like all of them were pushing for it. Pushing Water Media to push it. Even they were, to the point of the action, I was like, we'll see if they want to release it. And apparently, they um, Water Media did like a little teaser last week. Saying that that cut's going to be available on HBO Max. Of course, um, they're going to have a lot of original programming. I think they've... I know they decided to do Looney Tunes shorts, which... I think what they did is they decided to release like one episode early, just to show like what it's going to be about. Um, I know it's a call. Like I'm a big Looney Tunes guy, you know. I grew up watching the shorts and stuff. Um, just when when they announced, hey, we're going to do the shorts, but it says you know going back to like the 50s and 40s, they're going to be up now. So you get to see bugs when you're with a smartphone. Basically, they take the stuff from today, but tries to get try to you know emulate that humor that was in the back because I mean those shorts were like seven minutes long, but. They were able to fit so much, you know, dialogue and comedic, like, timing in those cartoons. Um, just seeing, like, the preview of it, it looks interesting. I think, like, a lot of the character models are based off the old character models. So you get to see it with a fresh paint look. Um, kind of like what Disney did with the Mickey Mouse shorts. Like, they took, like, the old school Mickey Mouse but gave him a little sweat of flair as well. So we'll see how that works. I know that's going to be one of the things coming out to um, HBO Max. Of course, you're going to get Friends... Francis is going to be on there. South Park's supposed to join over in June once their contract with Hulu expires. They're going, they're jumping over to uh, HBO Max to get all the 20-something seasons of South Park as well. Um, I believe what else was going to come over there. Doctor Who's coming over. So, like, if you remember, he used to have it on Amazon. Yeah. It's going to cross over there as well because they got the rights. HBO Max also got the rights to Studio Ghibli films. So, it's like that the U.S. rights. So, if you have Netflix outside of the U.S., you can still have access to the Studio Ghibli films. It's all the U.S. rights. Um, of course, Rick and Morty is going to be shared between, you know, Hulu and HBO Max. So we'll still have Rick and Morty on, H- on Hulu. So thank God. <laughs> um, and they did say they are like, if you're a big fan of Adventure Time, they did, um, Penelope Ward did announce that they're making like a mini series and based in the world of Adventure Time. So a, I don't know if it's going to be the same continuity as the, the as the show ended like uh, a couple years ago, but it's nice to see they're going to bring the characters back. I think it's going to be like a mini-series, so it's going to be like each story, basically, separate stories, but in the same universe. Mm-hmm. So if you're a big Adventure Time fan, you'd be more excited to see that. Um, big Bang Theory is going to be uh, available to stream on HBO Max as well, because Big Bang Theory, you, can't, you couldn't even find streaming anywhere. Unless you had like CBS All Access, and when they were showing it as they like they live the next day. So, I mean, I had the whole series on DVD slash Blu-ray, so I'm pretty much set. <laughs> I got the majority I want. <laughs> no, yeah. So I don't have to worry about wasting Wi-Fi, but it's like, um, I don't know, I'm debating because, I mean, I already got, like, subscriptions to, like, Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, Hulu, I got Crunchyroll, I got Verve, I mean, I got, you know, I, I got WWE Network, I got Funimation, I'm like, I got so many streaming services, like, yeah, and I got ATT TV now, it's like, yeah, they're offering me 15 bucks just to add on to my current, like, TV service, I'm like... It's like, I don't know, man. It's like, 
if you're a big fan of HBO, like, by all means, I will recommend you get it. Just if you want to see the original. I mean, I know they're going to have a lot of original shows as well. Like, Legendary is, like, one of the original shows they're going to have on there as well. But, like I said, it's only if you were, like, a long-time HBO viewer. Like, with us growing up, we never had access to HBO. Or when we had the free preview weekend. So, with me, when it comes to Game of Thrones, I waited until it came out on Blu-ray. Hmm. So, never, I never experienced watching Game of Thrones live as it aired. Because, like I said, I already heard it once. And then, lucky for me, they had the first season out. And then I bought it. And I just waited until, for the spoilers and all stuff. I just waited to come out on Blu-ray. So, like I said, if you're a big fan of HBO Max, by all means, pay the 15 bucks. But I think right now, for the first year, they're you for 11 Yeah. For the first year. But, like I said, if you already have TV and stuff, and you already have HBO, you can pay much access to it for basically the cost you pay you HBO. Which is like 15 bucks, so it's like basically the same thing. Hmm. And, of course, you know, with that in mind, like a lot of the shows from Amazon, like a lot of HBO shows... Went to HBO Max, so basically Amazon got lost a lot of the kinds of like The Sopranos, The Wire, Kirby Enthusiasm, and many others as well. But, um, yeah, so like I said, a lot of things changing. <laughs> um, I know like another thing that's but I saw last week that you know made ways with Scott Program being shown again in theaters or something or select like drive ins and stuff. Um, to the point that it's for a lot of fans are starting. Um, even Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator of Scott Pilgrim, he's like, when are we going to have that video game come back again? Because you remember when that film came out, what, 2000... When did it came out? Like, 2007? 2008. Scott Pilgrim was the world. Because I know they did it. Uh, probably 2008. I have to look it up. Because um, I remember the beat-em-up game they had. It was like an old-school um, arcade beat-em-up with Scott Pilgrim vs. the world. Where you get to play as the band and or Ramona. And you get to go. It was a beat 'em up. It was like a like a like an homage to the old school beat 'em ups. It was on the PlayStation Store. It was on the Xbox Marketplace um, for a while. And then they um, when they went to like next gen, they pretty much um, pretty much got rid of it. Like Ubisoft made it, and they pretty much delisted it. 2010. Looks like the film came out 2010. So wow, ten years. So they, I think they did it for like a tenth year anniversary. Right now it's on Netflix. That's kind of cool. Great film, guys. Definitely recommend it. <laughs> And read, read the graphic now with because I know they have the color version as well. Yeah, like, Brian Lee O'Malley made, like, he said, like, you know, um, we're going to have the video game come back. And I think that's what it was. This, year, this is from, yeah, here we go. Five days ago, this is an article pulled from Entertainment Weekly. Edgar Wright made the, the announcement. This is from, written by, let's see who wrote the article here. I was going to credit the article. So, like, guys, when we do news, we like to credit the, uh, the people who wrote it. Because we don't want to, you know, say, hey, we wrote it. Um, this is, the article is written by Clark Collis. He wrote it, like I said, last weekend. It, was, um, it says here, according to this, The blow of cult movie, Scott Program vs. The World, will be returning to cinemas. Announcement was made Wednesday by director and cult writer Edgar Wright. At the end of the tweet along of the movie by the filmmaker and several Scott Program collaborators. He says here, if you thought, like, I guess they hosted like a, a Twitter watch along. I guess he was like live tweeting it. Says here, if you thought this is from Edgar Wright, if you thought watching Scott Pilgrim from Home was great, wait till it's back. They'll be at Dolby Cinema in theaters. And subsequent tweet Wright revealed that we're going to do this in August, but make no mistake, this will happen soon. Scott Pilgrim back on the big screen thanks to Dolby Cinema and Universal Pictures. Can't wait. So, yeah. So, um, what's your comment on that, dude? Um, Scott Pilgrim coming back. Like Edgar Wright saying, "Hey, we're going to have it back in theaters for the tenth anniversary." That's nice. It's, it's- like anybody else ever does with other these cult classic movies. Um, yeah, it's nice. I mean, unless we're getting anything too new for it, then 
it's nice to see they're gonna get back in the big screen, but I don't, who knows if they even can go back into theaters anymore, so I don't, I, I, I don't know, there's nothing bad about it, it's just, I'm very surprised, but it is what it is. I think it's cool, I, I, I like the movie, so I'm not mad at it, it's just like, kind of like, okay, I mean, it's been 10 years, can't believe it, but, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's a good movie, I can't complain, I mean, yeah, so hopefully they do, like, if it, it, it or this return, hopefully um, Ubisoft decides to, hey, let's bring back the video game. Um, let's have the video game available, like, on the marketplace. Like, have it available on Steam, have it available, you know, on Xbox. I mean, it's a beat-em-up game. I had that game on the Xbox 360, and it was fun, dude. Yeah. I mean, that game was tough, but, hey, we got through the end, but it was great. Like, the graphics were great. It was, like, 16 old-school, 16-bit graphics. Because if you read the graphic novel, you could tell it takes a lot of, like, it... Uh, Brian McMahon loves video games and he does a lot of those like references in the in the in the graphic novel itself and of course they did the I have all six volumes plus I got two of the re-release um, the uh, enlarged you know, color versions which I need to get the rest of them on but the color versions are really cool because he brought like a a colorist who wrote who colored for like Wolverine and all that stuff on that and Marvel so he was a colorist for Marvel so and that's kind of cool like this movie I mean I, I'll say once the theaters open up, that'll be a movie definitely to go back to see in the theater again. I mean, I, we have it on Blu-ray. I mean, it's on Netflix right now, but it'd be cool to go, like, I would say that would be one of my first films to watch, you know, coming back to the theater. Mm-hmm. Just to get that feeling of sitting, like, on the, sitting in the aisle seat and pretty much, you know, getting popcorn and, you know, watching the cinema kick back, watch the big-ass screen. So that'll be, like, one of the things mm-hmm. I definitely do want to... Check out. So that's kind of cool that they decided to do that. Because that's something I saw, like, last weekend that they had to write. Tweeted about it and people were going crazy about it. Is he even still directing? I believe he still is, but let me see what he's working on. I'm going to look him up on his IMDb. Isn't he the one who did Baby Driver? He did Baby Driver. um, He did the, the Cornetto films. The Cornell films were like, um, it was Shaw of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. He directed all the Cornell, they call it the Cornell trilogy because every time they kept eating that British ice cream, Cornell. Yeah. That ice cream was featured and they just called it the Cornell, like, let's see. Yeah, he did Baby Driver, Last Night in Soho, is most, most, looks like it's his most recent work. That's his most recent one. It's called Last Night in Soho. Let's see what else he did here. Here we go. I found his IMDb. Mo 1974. Wow. Yeah, but I think that's like the latest one it's showing right here. Because I looked up on Google and it's showing that that's like his latest film right now. It's like a full of his filmography. Here we go. Here. Filmography year. Here we go. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I haven't remember seeing him do more movies that I can remember besides those two because I also don't follow directors as closely. Yeah, it looks like it says Last Night I Saw Shadows is another one that's in post-production right now. Um, He directed 14 episodes of the TV show Spaced. Oh, with uh, Simon Pegg. That's why they work together. That makes sense. Yeah. Man, he, he worked... A lot. He worked since 1993. Wow. 
Mash and Peas TV series, Asylum TV series. So he did like a lot of like TV directing work. Yeah. And then of course you guys don't remember he did make a cameo in uh DuckTales. In the Duck Knight Returns, he plays the director in that show in that in that um episode. It's basically they were trying to reboot Dark Red Duck because in the world of DuckTales with the reboot DuckTales, Dark Red Duck was an old TV show. And they were going to reboot it as a film. And, you know, Scrooge McDuck's like movie studio was producing it. Mm-hmm. And they had Edgar Wright in there. And they actually did a good job, you know, portraying Edgar Wright. Like, Edgar Wright got portrayed well in it. He did the voice work. Like, he was, he was the one that was directing the film. Yeah. And he had some lines. And it was kind of cool. Because I'm like, even if he didn't make it look like him, that was awesome. But, um, wow. He's, like I said, he's done, like, a lot of TV shows as well. Like a lot of British television, but I think Space is like the most recently recognized one. Like, man, 99 to 2001, that how long that show was? For which one? Uh, Space. Uh, I, I remember seeing it on Netflix a while back. I probably watched like one episode to see how it is, but it was okay. But I don't remember even going. I think they were supposed to bring it back. Mm. Um, like to do a couple episodes, like they were, they were asking. Like a wrap up or something? To, to do like. Yeah, the like reunion a, thing. Yeah, something like that. But it was like a little shortly after they canceled it. Mm. So what? So I don't. I. I mean, it's one of those shows that I haven't heard of for. I haven't caught up to date with UK comedies in a while. Yeah, because I still haven't finished the IT crowd. Oh no, that's my favorite. I still got. I got to sell the finishes. It's really good. So um, this is what it's called. Uh, Ten days in Brad going. Oh, okay. This is the show's called Spaced. Interesting. Well, also, too, I think last weekend, um, the cat, most of the cast from like Ninja Turtles, uh, the this, this is like the 30th anniversary of the first film, the 1990 film. I think last weekend as well, they um did a live, they did a stream, like a live stream, of the cast actually doing a live reading of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they got like the original April. She was there. They got most of the voice cast, like. They got, like, the voice actors who did the Turtles, so they got, like, Robbie Riss and all them. I think they got the son of the guy who played Raphael. Um, did chime in, and, um... I think, uh... That was funny, uh... I'll, I'm gonna have to look up the news, because I think there's a joke that... I, it was on the Turtles subreddit that, um... Elias Coteus, who played, like, Casey Jones, joined in late on the stream. So... Because he was supposed to read his lines. I think they had somebody, uh... Read his lines until he showed up, and that was cool. Yeah, and there's a picture that was on the subreddit of you know them talking, like he and the actress who played April Judith Hogan talking, and um, he had the hockey mask, he had the Casey Jones hockey mask from the film. So like, that's cool that he got he got to keep that prop. Because you know, sometimes most like when it comes to productions, either they like most of the actors try to take the props with them, or sometimes they they can't take them because it's, you know yeah they're owned by the studio, but. Here we go. I think here it is. I think you can watch. Actually, you can watch the casting unit special. Um, yeah, I found the article. It's on Movie Web. It says a pizza party thirty years in the making took place this weekend as original April Neil Judith Hogue hosts the thirtieth anniversary reunion for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You can watch the complete video online. In addition to featuring many original cast and crew from the classic movie, new special feature all kinds of never seen photos, fun facts about the film, industry stories from everyone from their memories. Working on the movie back. If you love the original Teenage Mutant, you're really gonna love this reunion. So that's kind of cool. Oh, she got uh, Brian Henson made an appearance on there too. That's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. It says in the video, Judith speaks to many key crew members who help bring our favorite turtles alive. It includes director Steve Barron, Robert um, Steve Barron directed it, writer Bobby Herrick. Poster John DePrez, Chief Puppeteer, and second unit director Brian Henson, and producer Kim Dawson. Hip hop artist Richard Usher, a partnership crime. You would see a turtle power was featured in the Teenage Ninja Turtles. 
also makes an appearance as well. Each person had its own stories to tell. It was an amazing, you know, reunion. That's kind of cool. Um, and this article was written by, uh, let's see if I can pull the name, Jeffrey and uh, Jeremy Dick. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, so actually, the, you can actually watch the reunion special online. That's kind of cool. I believe it looks like it might be on YouTube as well. Um, all right, now Biko decided to step away from the mic right now. Um, other than that, um, like I said, this is all new stuff, so I'm going to find this is what we got with you guys. Um, like I said, we're just coming off the last dance, so we were like, you know, Biko and I were like, I thought we had something, you know, planned. But we, I do want to announce that we do have a Twitter now. So if you want to chime in, you know, on us, like chime, like topics, or you saw something that, you know, you thought, hey, what do Biko and Fontrys think about it? Um, you can check my, our Twitter for the podcast. Um, it's at, at Pop Talking, all one word, Pop Talking. Um, tweet us there. It's on Twitter. Just follow us. Tweet us. You see, we'll put links to the to the podcast from there as well. Um, like I said, um, we do have a store. While well, going this, I'm going to get this all out of the way before Biko comes back. Um, we do have a store, teespring.com, slash store, slash talking pop. We got merch. I am planning to work on, you know, the new designs, guys. Um, pretty much, I am going to work on the Biko shirt right now because we'll work right now. It's like kind of, you know... I'm one of the essential workers, so it's like I had to like <laughs> we had to make time to get together and stuff, and then um, pretty much you know it's kind of tough. So I'm, I'm planning on doing a Beko shirt, a Fanchai shirt, do separate shirts of us, have the more designs. But right now you can go on the store right now if you use the the, the promo code Talk Pop, um, you get five bucks off your order right now. It'd be a good cause. You're pretty much supporting all the money goes to support the podcast. Um, I do want also want to announce that I do have a Twitch. Um, that actually got set up right now. I'm going to do gaming streaming. I haven't done gaming streaming in a while, so I used to do it on, on my YouTube channel, which I hardly pay attention to as much now. I just use that just pretty much for profile's sake. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash franchise 685. I am like, I did post it on Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to vote in on the three games, I want to start my first Twitch stream. This is the first time I'm going to be on Twitch, so I'm excited. I am trying to figure out a date to start the Twitch stream, but the three games that I'm pretty much um, having you guys decide for me is Horizon Zero Dawn, Infamous Second Son, or Watch Dogs number one. I have a PlayStation 4. I have a good extensive gaming library, but, you know, I'm more of a Japanese RPG type of guy, and I, like I said, I already did Persona 5 Royale, unless I already got all the achievements. The first time I actually platinum a game... Actually, go back and plan the whole game. That was got a great experience. But if you want to see me do that again, um, that's fine. But it's like I really, I mean, I'm right now I'm finishing New Game Plus, so I'm trying to go through the games I have in my library as well. I do want to do like the Walking Dead Telltale series as well. But with that one, I have you guys make the choices, not me. So because I want to, I want to provide more of a fan interaction of the games. So yeah, I'm. What you call a casual gamer. I'm not a hardcore gamer like you guys you see on Twitch and stuff. I want to do this to try to expand my creativity, expand my horizons. You know, it will be more of like an interactive streaming experience. You, you can hit me up on the chat. I, I'll have the chat set up. And like I said, we're going these games blindly. I think I already played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. So I'm probably still stuck in the beginning. So I'll probably start a new game. So that way you guys can, you know, pretty much... Help me out along the way. Same thing with Watch Dogs or Infinite Second Sun. Depending on what you guys pick. Because right now, I posted it on Facebook and pretty much, you know, um, right now it's at a tie right now. I think it's like a 2-2 tie between Infamous Second Sun and Horizon Zero Dawn. So like I said, you guys got plenty of time to vote. 
uh, Twitter, or you can, like I said, just vote on there as well and decide, you know, what game I should play. Um, check it out. My Twitter handle is at TheFranchise85. Um, pretty much Franchise is spelled F-O-N-C-H-I-Z-E. And like I said, the, the Twitch handle I have is twitch.tv slash franchise 685 on one word. Like I said, I am playing to a stream. Like I said, if you follow me on Twitch or you follow me on Twitter, I will let you know when my first stream will be alive. Um, like I said, our, like right now, our podcast is available on Anchor, which are our big sponsor, which I do appreciate for them helping us out. Um, we also are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, you know, Pocket Cast, pretty much um, anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure if you're going to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to um, give us a five-star rating or rate us, you know, make sure to give us a good rating because that will get more people to listen as well. I do want to give a shout-out to our listeners out in Ireland and Germany and India and, of course, the United States of America. Thank you so much, you know, that you guys are listening, you know, as right now we're going to these weird times right now. So, um, for ado, let me go back and... See what I can put up. Like I said, this is pop news number four. So, there's a lot of pop culture news going on. I mean, this was Memorial Day weekend, so there's not many big things in the news. But I do want to comment. Um, do you want to go back? And I saw a little bit of Monday Night Raw right now. And it was cool seeing developmental talent, you know, actually be in the audience. Because it kind of gives that kind of interactive feel. And I know um, right now, the biggest thing right now that, you know, I fall for wrestling. And um, I ran out of this um, one... I would say commentator has been said some disparaging things about Alexa Bliss, and I feel that that is stupid because I think the reason why he's I don't know why would you compare a performer to their performance at bed. To me, that's you know uncalled for, inappropriate. Like honestly, I follow Alexa Bliss since her career in NXT, and you know she went through a lot of character changes with her character, and she's giving it her all. I mean, she fought through so many concussions. Yeah, she's a little like she she's you know. This is a while since she's able to be featured, you know, mostly every week. You know, she's in a tag team with Nikki Cross. But, yeah, think about it. She went through so many concussions and so many injuries. It's like, yeah, give her a break. You know, she's trying her hardest, you know. I support her 100%. I think her ring performance is not rusty. And, like I said, that person that said it, you know, hold yourself accountable because you know for the fact that everyone is – I don't know why you you have to take dish at wrestlers – Knowing for a fact with the fandom they got behind them because they're gonna go ahead and defend them against you. Because I understand your titles and your own opinions, JD from New York, but number one, know your shit. I understand you're a wrestling commentator, but honestly, if you haven't watched Alexa Bliss when she was in NXT, then you don't know what you're talking about. And I also want to pay, you know, we lost a couple uh, professional wrestlers this past week as well. I do want to acknowledge Chad Gaspard. Um, if you don't know Shad, um, he was a part of tag team crew crime time in around 2007, 30, um, he and his, um, his family were out, you know, they were vacationing, they were out on the beaches in California, um, he and his son were swimming and they got hit by a riptide and, um, lifeguards went to go help and he decided, uh, he wanted his son to get saved first, which he did. And he got caught by a riptide and sad to say that, you know, they kept searching for him and the next day his body washed up on the shore. Um, he ended up passing away at the age of 39, but, um, you know, I, I watched him on Crime Time, and I thought he was a great performer, but I heard that we, like, we were listening to him beak over the Sister New Day podcast, and at the end of their podcast, they were, um, talking about how Impact Shad manned their careers, you know, how he was always supported, they said that he was always supported them and stuff, especially Kofi, because Kofi knew him the longest, um, 
and how I mean, there was a moment I actually just found that Twitter moment they were talking about where Coffee won the championship last year and there was a video of MVP and Chad and Chad started crying because Kofi won and like it was finally you know Kofi Kingston after 11 years of being with WWE finally won a, a World Heavyweight Championship so being with that that company so long you know um, and of course you know another um, wrestler that she passed away was um, oh I forgot her name I don't want to butcher butcher right now so let me look her up Yeah, here we go. Hana Kimura, um, she was a professional wrestler and um, pretty much, you know, she was in that reality show, Terrence House, and pretty much, you know, something happened in the TV show and I guess um, there was a lot of cyberbullying, but when she got subject to cyberbullying to the point, you know, and she was battling depression as well. I'm 22 years old and apparently she took her own life. Like, I guess she didn't want to deal with the cyberbullying anymore. And it's like, it's kind of hard, especially nowadays. It's like, you have your critics, but, you know, attacking her, you know, social media-wise hurts her, you know? She thought she could be strong, but she couldn't take take it anymore, and they end up finding her dead. And like I said, she was only 22 years old, and she was wrestling since she was 8 years old. So that's, that's sad, because like I said, we lost a lot of two great legends, and I, I love that AEW did look a little tribute to both of them. This year, I guess, Bart and Hannah Kimura. Um... So definitely, you know, be respect to you guys. You know, you're always going to be in our thoughts, you know. It's like this business is kind of, like I said, it just when I saw that, you know, this guy JD from New York decided to bash in Lex, but it's like, I understand, you know, these commentators are saying, you give your opinions, you can critique performance, but comparing a wrestler's performance to their performance a bit, it's like, why would you use that reference? Especially talking about female superstars, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, Honestly, you can critique like the way their movements are, but taking that kind of like commentary and comparing it to like performance events, like who did you sleep with? Yeah, it's like honestly, it's like critiquing a basketball player and oh, he can't even cook in the kitchen. When did you see someone cook? It's like yeah, but you know, I just want to get that out there. You know, yeah, I know I got a little dark, but yeah, that's something I saw on Twitter that <laughs> I'm like, I'm a big Alexis Bliss fan, you know, I, I watched her NXT, and I thought she was great, and she had, like, all these concussions, but she kept coming back, you know, she's, you know, it's the first time she's doing, like, the first year she's doing full-time, because mm-hmm. the last couple of years, you know, she had to be held off, she was doing, like, talk show segments on the shows, because, you know, concussions, you know, they wanna, don't want to risk it, you know, especially with WWE finding those little concussion lawsuits for the past few years, that's why they, that's why they don't take chair shots to the head anymore. No, yeah, which, like, uh, with the whole CTE and stuff, like yeah. With the CTE now, they don't do that anymore. Like, no one does it. Because it's, it's terrible, man. Like, people are already doing something that's, <laughs> frankly, I don't know if it's worth it, but it's, that's up to you, the individual who's doing that. But, man, like, all power to some of these people who are able to really put it on the line. And for some, this causes envy or this may, this may cause bad hatred towards people that you don't know and it's sad that uh we have been in the age and currently it's the status quo of it's like bullying now is taken yeah, to the internet it's now it's physical and it's it's not and it's in the digital world and it's it follows you home and it's sad uh to see that it's it's constantly not going to go away even when you're in your young adulthood let alone 22 you're still a baby so it's just it's crazy to yeah, tweet that she sent out saying that she doesn't want to be human anymore. That yeah, I mean, I, 
Yeah, don't combine her. And people don't realize that, like, cyberbullying to me is bullshit. It's like, honestly, guys, it's like, you don't think it hurts, but it does hurt. Yeah, you're not physically there, but you still hurt the individual you're targeting because it saves. It gets archived. It gets archived. You think about it, they save everything. And you yeah. guys are being idiots to decide. You don't like the person, then keep the opinions to yourself. Don't share it. Keep the opinions to yourself. That's all I have to say. Is like keep the, if you don't like the person, just keep the opinions to yourself until you meet the person, actual in person. Don't go out and go on Twitter or go on Facebook and start like seeing all these comments. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like... Keep it to yourself or talk to the person. Hey, you know, I know it's like, like I said, it's like, that's why I feel bad for celebrities though, because any little action they do on a TV show and stuff, they're going to get a lot of like, you know, cyberbullying and hatred because they're going to get it. They're going to get the commentary. They're going to get the backlash. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it just kind of irked me, you know, she's 22 years old. She's professional since eight years old. I think she was about to like, and she was on this reality show in Japan for Netflix Japan. And then I think she was working on possibly coming to the U.S. and joining her friends. But she had a lot of, she's got Kyrie Singh, who's one of her friends here. I owe she and I. They're NXT. But she wants to come to the U.S. and wrestle in the U.S. Because I know New Japan just opened the, uh, which I think she wrestles for Stardom. Japanese promotion called Stardom Wrestling. But with New Japan opening the, their U.S. branch here, a lot of time we're going to try to come over here. Right. And branch that brand out. But it's like 22 years old, man. It's just young. No, it's very young. And um, I also saw, guys, I also saw Dark Side of the Ring. Um, they had season two finale last week, last Tuesday. Um, it's the death of Owen Hart. And pretty much, you know, that got, that opened up a lot of, like, floodgates as well. Because um, WWE were, you know, Vice was um, was promoting it to the point they started making, they, like, promoting teas, did a collaboration with the Owen Hart Foundation. Which um, is a charity done by Martha Hart, like the widow, Martha Hart and her kids. It's to help people. It's to help people like on for less fortunate in the name of Owen Hart. Because Owen Hart is based on like this like this episode, like he was always by his family and stuff. But like and I saw like and the thing is, you know, they were asking what is like I think someone asked her like, Are we gonna see Owen Hart in the Hall of Fame? Because I know British Bulldog got made to the Hall of Fame, like he got he was supposed to be inducted this year as well. Um, British Bulldog. And she said that she Where's this Hall of Fame? That this Hall of Fame is like, you know, there's no physical Hall of Fame. Yeah. But she's like, it's like she still owns ill will to WWE. Because remember, this was done under their watch. And honestly, I don't know why I decided to do this stunt. And I think the only thing when I saw this documentary is I wish Owen would have like, you know, I guess the team they had wasn't the same team they used for Owen Hart in Survivor Series when he was doing the Blue Blazers. So just rappled down. It wasn't the same team. It was a different team. And I guess the, then she showed like the actual clip that supposedly it's a carbiner clip. It's supposed to like, you press the button to let you go. I guess the one they use wasn't as stable. So basically, when Owen fell, that thing prematurely snapped, like the carbiner snapped open prematurely. He fell 40 or 50 feet, hit right. his chest, hit the turnbuckle, and he just landed on his back. And then the referee, Jimmy Corderas, was there. He remembers like the rope was shaking. Yeah. And turn around and saw Owen, and then, you know, they brought him to the back, and, you know, Jim Ross and Jerry Collette, because like, I guess they were showing, like, a segment during this whole thing that was happening, because I think the whole thing was, he was going to wrap it down, but he was right there. You know, and then in order to cut back, and the camera's still open hard, because he was scheduled to face the Godfather that night, over the edge of 1999, and the only people got to see it was in the arena, because the cameras never showed it, because they were doing a promo first. They were showing the promo that Owen Hart did earlier, as a Blue Blazer, and... That happened, and of course, Owen ended up dying. 
based on the impact was the internal bleeding and stuff. And, you know, Martha Hart, you know, she kind of lost against WWE and stuff. You were, you know, finding out. She wanted justice, you know. Who's who be held responsible, of course. Um, she talked about how the Hart family, they want to get involved, pretty much ostracize her. Pretty much she felt that they were more on WWE's side because they were always good to their family, to the to hearts. So, and that's why she, that's what it, that's why she doesn't want heart open heart to remember for wrestling, just for what well, the guy he was outside the ring. Mm-hmm. But definitely check out Dark Sun Ring because it was good. I like it. I like that series. Definitely check it out on Vice. I think they have it on their YouTube channel and also on demand. But actually, definitely check out that documentary series. And of course, WWE Network right now has their thing with the last ride with the Undertaker. I still haven't watched any of the episodes yet. I'm gonna wait till all the episodes get released. I think the it's a five part documentary series. Um, I believe the next two will be out in June, like the 14th and 21st, respectively. That's kind of cool because, you know, Undertaker, he's one of those, like, old school guys that, when he do it, he never wants to show himself as himself, like, outside the ring. So, that was kind of interesting to have him. As the Senators documentary, you got to see the Mark Calloway, the guy behind the character, what he went through. Like, still putting his body on the line even in his 50s because he's one of the cornerstones, one of the workhorses for WWE. Basically, he's like the leader of the locker room. Think about it. Because he's one, like, he's a veteran. He was there with the company. He's still with the company. You know, since 1990, you know, after wrestling in WCW, he has me, Mark, Callaway, Callis. And coming to WWE and taking on this Western-style Undertaker character and just evolving it. Pretty much evolving it over the years. And he, that's why he gets the respect of being the legend. You know, it's WrestleMania streak, and of course the infamous one when he dropped the Brock Lesnar. I think the documentary talks about that because I was watching the trailers about it. He talks about the whole Brock Lesnar thing too, about losing to him and stuff, and how the streak, how it was an impact on everybody. Um, definitely, if you want to see the episodes, I believe the three episodes are up right now on um, WWE Network. And also, too, I think they are going to do like a takeover NXT. I think um, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and now as the posing as the X. With the Royal Doll making the appearance, because they're all running NXT in Florida. Um, they announced that uh, the next takeover will be June 7th. It's going call it Takeover in Your House. It's to celebrate the 25th anniversary of WWE in Your House. So they're going to have an In Your House style, like, you know, takeover preview. So it'll be cool to see, see how that comes out. Um, that's it for wrestling news. <laughs> I know I've been, like, ranting about wrestling right now. But like I said, it's part of my thing. Um, I do want um, to take a quick break. Before we go back and jump on more news. So if you want, go ahead, um, take a breather, guys. Listen to this ad. And when we come back, we'll finish off this episode. And pretty much um, we'll keep discussing what our stuff in the news and pretty much, you know, what's going to be going on in the next few weeks. All right? Don't go away. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the franchise and Biko. Just letting you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, whatever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. Alrighty, guys, and we're back. Um, Biko, did you see anything like in Reddit or anything that you saw that was trending right now? 
or any news that you saw right now that's um, like trending? Not even trending, just, uh, well, I guess you could say trending, but as of yesterday, uh, Joe Rogan announced that he, or publicly now, but it was announced over the weekend that he signed a licensing deal with Spotify. So he's going to put, after I think starting September this year, like you can still have access to all of his, his catalog for right now on the, all, of his, all the other podcast channels you can think of going on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, whatever, Anchor. Um, but I think starting September, it's going to be ex- licensed, their Spotify's licensing the content. So he's putting all the YouTube thing, the YouTube channels are going to be on there. So you're going to be able to see, I'm assuming all of his new episodes that start in September are going to be on there for the year that they signed. But you're so they're but they're putting all of his backlog on there too. So it kind so of so you get to like watch like the old you, stuff. You watch and you get to see all of it and watch all of his older clips. Um, well, he still have well he still have his like YouTube channel. The past eleven years, yeah, he will. But it's uh, until September, I think he's gonna still be able to use the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, because I think he still owns it. I think it's, it's just, just the audio. Like, yeah, I think as far as. As much content as he, all the content you could at the most at the present time is going to be on Spotify. I mm-hmm. think everything else is going to get divvied up, kind of like similar to what some uh, podcasters do with Patreon and how they have a, mm-hmm. a Patreon episode and then a regular, you know, free for all episode that they put out to different distributors. But um, in this case, it's a it's a big deal for podcasting and, and considering that Joe Rogan's the top dog. In the, in the podcasting sphere, it's only right that to see him really making uh, waves with this and with Spotify recognizing. Yeah, because I, 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 for me myself, I don't say it publicly, but personally, I think Joe Rogan's one of my inspirations for podcasting. Him, Mark Marin, I put him up there as well. Mark Marin as well. Um, Steve Austin, of course, because you know he became the first professional wrestler to podcast, to jump into the world of podcasting itself. Him, I believe. Um, who else was it that I listened to podcaster wise but so far those are like my main you know guys that I listen to when it comes to podcasting is you know but I think I do credit like Joe Rogan being one of the inspirations to do this I mean we've been doing this what two years now yeah so we've been doing this for like two years guys it's like I mean, we're not gonna stop it we're gonna keep going um, but that's kind of cool to hear that he signed with Spotify I mean they're you know Spotify you know ever since they, they started expanding into podcasting to allow having podcasts. And I mean, they didn't have that much, but actually allowing to have more. Like, they're adding more and more content. It's like they're trying to snatch away from other, from other like, platforms. But I think, I think he's the only one that's supposedly exclusively on Spotify. So, that'll be interesting to see. And like I said, that's why I'm like, I haven't... I, I think we only saw, like, one Joe Rogan experience. Because I, I just used the audio, but I don't know. I haven't seen much on the video side of it. But it's basically the same. It's just... It's just his camera in the studio, so... That's kind of cool. Go for Joe. <laughs> Good for him there. Um, I also do want to mention like some anime stuff. Um, if you're a big fan of One Piece, um, the um, Funimation right now is um, they're actually having the the actual film available to stream on Funimation now for the next sixty days. They released the last Friday, so if you, and so if you're a big fan of One Piece, definitely check out the film. It's called Stampede, and it's available on Funimation. So you actually can stream the film itself. Right now they're going to have it for like 60 days. I'm trying to see what her... And then pretty much when it comes to anime, it's like I've been jumping around now. I think right now while we were eating earlier, um, pretty much uh, I was watching Air Gear. It's from like 2007. Um, 
especially it's an anime where it, it, it revolves around like these inline skates that have like little, little mortars inside mm-hmm. and they're basically trying to grind it's like all these guilds and stuff these clubs these groups that I guess you can put your emblem on the line and if you win the other team's emblem they pretty much have to disband so it's like a little thing and this kid's like 13 years old and he's trying to get into it um, I only saw the first two episodes. It looks interesting. Like I said, I'm just trying to expand my anime horizons. Um, I just finished Trinity Seven last weekend. Um, uh, I've been I've been watching Re Zero, Life in Another World, uh, director's cut because it, they pretty much took the episodes and put them together, but they added like extra stuff to resolution to it. And of course, they added the film on there as well on, on Verve. Which is on the Crunchyroll channel, so definitely I got Verve, so I got Crunchyroll and High Dive, and I know they've been adding more and more content. And of course, they're um, announcing more and more um, anime adaptations, and it looks like a lot of manga are getting are ending soon. Like they're art, they're entering like their final arcs. Um, I just saw this one anime that just got announced um, today. It's called Uramichi Onisan TV anime cast. Um, they announced their vo- their cast for it. It's Pretty much, you know, about a kid show host. I guess um, I go it it like pretty much, you know, shows this guy he hosts a kid show, but it also shows him what he is outside the show. So, like I said, it's like different like genres, and of course, on Wedding with You will be coming soon to Blu-ray and DVD in the U.S. soon. Um, that's by the same director who did Your Name, which I loved Your Name. That was a good film. Was good film. So it's supposed to come out like, I don't, I don't know if it's coming out for the summer or the fall, but they didn't announce, the studio didn't announce they are going to release it for digital and Blu-ray soon in the U.S. And of course, um, like I said, what I mentioned earlier, like Japan, um, lifting the state emergency right now. Let me see, I actually found the article right now from Anime News Network because that's one of my uh, go-to uh Sites uh, when it comes to like anime news. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Click on the use here. Pretty good tablet. <laughs> um, there we go. Let's see if I can find it here because I know it was one of the. They just show right now. Stars, uh, no. there we go. News, come on, click. Oh, here we go. Uh, when the review of this year, film ships on Blu ray DVD North America on September 15th. Um, Shaw Factory and G Kids announced on Tuesday they released Makoto Shikai's Weather with the Anime on Blu ray disc and DVD in North America September 15th. So definitely look for that film. Okay, Japan, Japan. There we go. No, I know this. Just, uh, they put it up here. Oh, here we go. And this is what Japan did because it says here, Japan Airlines when concerts and events may resume. And it says here, this article was posted by Jennifer Sherman from Anime News Network. It says here, Japanese government like guidelines are to Monday, tentatively resuming concerts, events, and activities in Japan's state emergency lifts on Tuesday. Attendees at concerts, exhibitions, or events should be limited to 100 people or 200 people if outdoors until June 18th. The events may have up to 1,000 attendees from June 19th to June 9th, up to 5,000 attendees from 10,000 to 
from July 10th to, uh, to 31st, limited to the number of attendees in a single event main lift out on August 1st. Throughout Japan's roving phases, intervention shall limit the number of attendees to 50% of the venue's capacity. The restriction will continue even after August 1st. For outdoor events, attendees should maintain social distance of 2 meters if possible. Especially professional sports may resume on June 19th, but matches should have no spectators until July 10th. So, and pretty much we're traveling and stuff. I said here, um, all limits on tourism may lift on August 1st. So, basically, right now, they're going to open up tourism between prefectures. Because in Japan, they have prefectures versus, you know, states. Um, it says here, all limits on tourism may lift on August 1st. So, basically, they'll open up their borders on August 1st for all travel. So, but the way I assume they compare to the U.S. ones, like, I get the feeling when it comes to them, like, reopening, they're actually doing a better job. <laughs> I mean, they are setting guidelines, and it says here, and they're doing a three phases. Like, over here with us, we're doing, like, five phases. Yeah. But here, they're doing, like, a three-phase roadmap, so. Which has been very ridiculous, but here we are trying to wait out with the what they're trying to figure how to put society back in place or at least what they want their idea of society to be but i just hope that things change rather quickly because it's getting very annoying but um we're what we said we're phase three yeah well phase three going to friday mm. yeah we're going to phase three and i do want to comment on rick and morty <laughs> yeah, um, Rick and Morty had the latest episode. Um, I've been lost. Like, there's only one more episode left. I think this coming Sunday is the season finale because they decided to sell. This is the first time they decided to split the season into uh, into two um, parts. And um, pretty much, um, basically, this episode was called the Trick of Mort. Um, basically, you know, it all starts off like, okay, guys, there'll be some little spoilers, guys. You haven't seen it. So basically, it was basically like, you know, they're all going on a family vacation. And of course, you know, Morty wants more about video games. And then Jerry wants to like take kids camping because he wants to feel that he's being useful. This is where Rick, you know, pretty much, you know, taking over everything, you know. And it's up to the point he gets his distress cough and and he has, he has to go take care of it. Apparently, he fathered a kid or something. So they're all thinking, oh, he fathered a kid. He had like a, you know, one night stand. And uh, Beth is like tells um he tells uh Rick to hey don't walk on you know don't walk on somebody else you know so your friends but no when it comes to your oh, finances God. we are here for you there you go sorry guys freaking ads um and pretty much you know they're like okay let's go and then Rick is like. Yeah, I, I fucked the planet. You know, he finds out he effed the planet, so kind of like almost guards it again. Type of thing about the planet giving birth, and then it pretty much it gives birth to these weird like planetary human slash hybrids that look weird. And now it's up to Beth and like and Rick to pretty much you know help them out along the way and to be member of society. And of course, Jerry all wanted to do was go camping with the kids. And of course, the kids don't want to deal with it. They want to be like indoors or something. You know, Morty playing video games and some are on her phone. And then pretty much, you know, Jerry ends up walking away from them and he ends up finding this other group that were rejects and starts teaching the ways of camping and the primal stuff. And of course, you know, fast forward, it ends up like leading to that Zeus was the one who fathered the planet. And Zeus wants to take back the kids. And of course, it ends up leading to a fight between Rick and uh, Zeus, which to us, it was a cool uh, boss fight. It was almost like a, 
Dragon Ball-esque type of thing because they're fighting in space so there's no music going on because they're, they're fighting in space. And they end up fighting Zeus and it's kind of funny seeing Zeus. <laughs> um, but it's actually an enjoyable episode. I don't want to give it too much away, guys, but definitely check it out. Of course, you know, the next uh, next sun, this coming Sunday will be the season finale. And, of course, there's more seasons of Rick and Morty coming to come, but definitely check out Rick and Morty. I know, I know Biko and I were... We were planning to do a top 25 Rick and Morty episodes. So I might do that down the line because I was probably going to wait till this like last episode comes out for the season and probably go back and rewatch all the Rick and Mortys, you know, and then decide our top 25. We'll go back and like, you know, pick the ones that we thought were enjoyable to our opinions, like what we thought were, would be the top 25 because I mean, it's four seasons of Rick and Morty, so there'll probably be many more to come. But that's something I wanted to point out. So I don't know, Biko, do you have anything else you want to, that you saw like in the news wise when it comes to music or anything that you want to share? Uh, no, because I, I haven't paid, I've been gone for like a week, I haven't really got a chance to see anything. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I did mention last week when you were in the, somewhere in the Nevada desert, I don't know if you want to share a little bit of that? I was just there to have fun, and kind of have a, I had my own little retreat, you could say, so I kind of took a, some time to get out of Illinois and, and to appreciate I, not being in the in this type of phase out here, it's a little different in Nevada, but um, for the most part, uh, I t- took the time to not be on my phone and not be on a Netflix or stuff. I just we mainly just I went did a lot of hiking, a lot of sightseeing uh, around the Strip and just visiting different spots. It was uh, a very interesting space. Uh, had a lot of good food. Um, but I'm just hoping to see, given given the chance I had to see how the other states were handling it, um, that I I hope I hope that the staying at home order did help things. But I don't I I, I also have a hunch that it might have made things worse uh, by making people not only become physically ill, but maybe mentally ill in the process of everything changing so fast and rapidly due to this pandemic. Um, but it made me appreciate where I am and, and appreciate Nevada and appreciate Illinois and what it's worth. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't got a chance to, ch- to check out new media, so I'm going to catch up on that this week. Oh, but yeah, nothing new on my end. Just the Joe Rogan thing was a big thing for me because the podcasting world's going to hopefully increase and, and find more success and grow. Okay. Um, and of course I know I just saw right now I just I think they, they just posted this like 20 minutes ago. Um, Hayes of Florida slowly like lifting their um, phases right now. It looks like Disney World the Disney Parks are gonna looks like there's somebody um, looks like Disney and SeaWorld looks like they're gonna um, be announced tomorrow at 10 a.m. that they're gonna, I guess 10 a.m. Eastern, I think. They're gonna, I guess they're gonna submit a proposal tomorrow the, the, for their plans about reopening the parks to the Orange County Commerce for the Economic Recovery Task Force. So I think they're gonna do like their plans on how they're gonna reopen the parks and stuff. I'm assuming. They're probably going to do, like, temperature checks and stuff and for their cast members and stuff. And I'm assuming they're going to have, like, certain guidelines. Um, it says here, they got this is from macombook.com, and here's one of the quotes they said. 
Everything we do doing during this unprecedented time is to serve our guests, our cast members, and our third-party operating participants who will also be following these new guidelines and locations. Um, we're currently monitoring conditions and best practices as we continue to learn every day from health and government authorities. As a result, operational changes and safety measures may change from time to time as circumstances evolve. We want to deliver all the Disney magic you know and love with safety as always our top priority. Uh, it says here possibly they'll have either face masks, temperature checks, and more. Right now they haven't broken down. I guess tomorrow, like I said, tomorrow they're supposed to them and like our SeaWorld are also, also as well. They're going to present like their pretty much their guidelines what they're going to do when they open reopen the parks. Which right now we're going to have to abide by it. Um, we're going to, like I said, it'd be cool like the theme parks are reopening, but the, uh, I understand for you know from that standpoint they have to follow certain guidelines when it comes to like social distancing and stuff. And you know, what's it called? So we have to wear masks. We have to wear masks. You know, we got to follow their guidelines. Hey, we want to experience Disney, but it's like at the same time, you know, we got to be safe. We got to make sure everyone else is safe. Yeah. I just... Uh, it's like... This shit started off on a bad foot and it ended up getting worse than what they even imagined. I think now that they they can't play catch-up as fast as they want to, everything's just kind of unraveling in front of them. And, and now that I think the Trump media circus from the beginning of 2016 has backfired on them, given these current events... In a sense that they've drawn up the public eye to, to gaze on their media sources and to hopefully call them out on their bullshit half the time because they're pandering on each side. They just don't want to admit it already. It's, it's fucking pro wrestling at the end of the day. It's stupid that they don't want to say it. Fox is all right, and MSNBC and, and CNN are on the left. It's clear. So to have... To have them kind of constantly give us misinformation while they don't know on the front end what they're getting... And them propagating such, just, you know, like, getting everyone's awareness towards politics is one thing, but I think it escalated to this, and, and everybody, like, on, on the eyes and ears, like, what are we going to do, what's next, what's the next plan of attack on this, and I think, given the scenario, it's, it's people are only human, we don't fucking know what this is, all we can do is move accordingly, and if that, if that means having to fucking go back outside and, and run things again and try and have some sort of semblance to America and, and what it is and their economy, I guess that if that's important you, fine, but at the end of the day, it's like, fuck, we've been playing this waiting game for three months now and it's not, it's, it's only shown how much we've progressed and it's been very static to me. I don't, I, I think Illinois did okay as far as how many people tried their best to re- resettle their lifestyles their homesteads but man I, it's it's already gonna be the summer and i know living in illinois so long that people take advantage of the summers because we have cold ass winters here and it <laughs> fucking sucks so i mean given memorial day weekend it was going to be impossible i mean if you haven't checked online and saw some videos of people uploading like there was a big pool party in missouri that had get broken off like at the at the main, and we're talking about like a water. Well, guys, you can still so, suffer, but right now we're still under the ten person restriction. Right now, so it's it's. I mean, I mean, right now, what? Yesterday was our mom's birthday, and the coach time. Yeah, our day. It was like she was happy we were there for her, but I mean, it's kind of hard to invite people because right now it's because of the restrictions, and of course, it's people's mentality. You know, they want to get people sick. 
I understand that. You know, it, it makes sense. But it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to phase three. But at the same time, you guys got to read the, the bottom line. You still have to limit how many people you can have. Regardless. So, yeah, they're going to break up pool parties. You got to break up certain things. You still got to follow the guidelines. But, of course, you know, being we're in the U.S., you know, land are free, you know, we want to exercise our rights. But at the same time, too, is like you got to not put yourself first, but you got to put other people first. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, we went with my mom. It was just like the four of us. And, you know, it, and, you know she was happy, you know. We got, the, we got the cut cake and everything. And, you know, she felt that, you know, I wish, you know, we can, you know, she wanted her uncle to be there. But, of course, you know, she didn't want her uncle to risk his health as well because he's, he's up there in age. And But it's just, I like for the fact that a lot of people reach out to her wishing her happy birthday. So it kind of helped her feel better as well because her phone kept, like, going nonstop. You know, she was getting text messages, phone calls. You know, it, it was happy for her. At least she's, you know, at this time, you know, these people are reaching out and, you know, wishing her happy birthday, asking how she's doing. And I think it made her more special that me and Biko were able to be there for her. So, yeah, yeah, people were starting to barbecues, but it's like, you gotta have, nobody, I think it's most people in their own immediate households right now. I mean, until the, you know, we enter phase four or five, when eventually once everything starts opening up more, I don't know people's mentalities are going to change because it's now thinking, you know, going to a store be like, you think this is clean enough? I think that'd be the first thing that's going to go in people's heads. Like, it's the cleanliness of this place, you know? Yeah. Or pretty soon, is everybody else healthy? Because right now, when you go to stores right now, we still have to wear masks. Or when I go to my job, I have to wear a mask. So it's like, and me, I've been, I think I only had one health scare this whole pandemic. I was off for a week and believe me, I, uh, lucky for me, I got tested for COVID-19. Lucky I didn't get it. I probably had a minor flu, but luckily I didn't get the fever. I didn't lose my shortness of breath or else I would have been like one of those numbers right there. But lucky enough, you know, at least I had people that were helping me out and, you know, get through this. I had to take a week off of work. But it's like, if, you know, like places you were able to close at least a week or two just to disinfect... You know, pay the workers to stay home and hey, we'll clean this for two weeks and then come back, you know? But, like I said, that's my opinion, but, you know, like I said, it's gonna take time, guys. It's like, you know, yeah, it's, it feels like a day after tomorrow, 28 days later, but <laughs> it was almost like Walking Dead type of ask when everything closed down. So it kind of felt like Walking Dead a little bit, but it's like, it's, we'll, we'll get there eventually. The economy will recover. You know, I think they were trying to get another stimulus check coming in. I know the House passed it. So we're just waiting for the Senate to uh, pass it and then wait for uh, the President to sign off on it. Because supposedly they were going to do another one. Plus, I got back pay for hazard pay for for people that worked in the essential fields that, you know, work for companies that don't have hazard pay. So the government want to give a little bit more to the frontline workers, which I do appreciate, like, Warehouse workers, delivery workers, postal service, restaurants, grocery store workers, medical workers, you know, anyone right now that are in the front lines, you know, go throughout this whole crisis. You know, I want to say thank you guys, mm. um, you know, for all you do. And like I said, hopefully once things calm down, you guys will be able to take a nice vacation and relax because you guys deserve it. Um, I do want to – I just saw something that they just got posted right now that – um. I know when it comes to video games, and of course this series has been talking about whenever they do an animated or television style adaptation, apparently, um, Kingdom Hearts, apparently, um, this is by Megan Peters, she wrote, she just put this on today, it says here, apparently, rumors have started surfacing that 
that apparently there are plans of adapting the game into a TV show, but for Disney Plus. So probably more for Disney Plus. Um, and it looks like um, they'll probably do like a CG version of it. So don't like according to this article, it's like because it looks like they got it from this um, one um, person from the name of Scholar Shooter from Disney Insider is speaking up, and it says. Uh, uh, apparently, it is true that it's in development. It says, According to Shooter, Kingdom Hearts will be a series on Disney Plus rather than a movie. It will be a CG animated by an unknown studio, so fans don't need to expect a live-action cast to appear. Finally, the Disney Wars actors who appear in the video games are possibly expected to reprise their roles in the TV show. So, that includes like Jim Cummings, Bill Farmer, Tony Alselmo, and all the rest. Because you're basically, if you ever play Kingdom Hearts... Um, it's basically a collaboration between Square Enix and um, Sony. So a lot of the Final Fantasy style characters come out in there as well. So I'm thinking, I know they were trying to do an anime in the past, but I think the whole thing was a whole licensing thing. Because, I mean, even though Sora was made for, I don't know the rights to Sora, the character Sora, I know he was made by Square Enix for Kingdom Hearts. Because apparently, if you guys don't know the story behind Kingdom Hearts, was originally... Mickey was supposed to be the main antagonist, main protagonist for the Kingdom Hearts. You were going to play as Mickey, William Keyblade, but Disney didn't feel that Mickey holding a weapon was the best way to start with. So that's why they had to make Sora. And Sora, of course, her his clothes were paying homage to Mickey. Well, of course, we eventually get Mickey later on, but that was like a supporting character. Um, but I think it was kind of hard, especially with you know, characters like Final Fantasies and stuff, and of course the Dis- different Disney worlds, because, you know... Pixar at that time when that game came out wasn't part of Kingdom Hearts yet until Disney bought Pixar. So of course we saw that like in um we saw Toy Story appear in uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Um but and of course, you know, if they're gonna add more because the whole concept of Kingdom Hearts is going to different worlds and you know, stopping the the people losing their hearts to the dark to the heartless. So um if they're gonna do this T V show if they're gonna, do, I'm excited. But the way this article is, they're saying it is true. They're gonna do it for Disney Plus, and they're gonna get the same actors, and it's gonna be CG. I'm thinking they're gonna contract a studio in Japan to do it. It'll probably be dubbed in Japanese first because you know Square Enix will develop the game, and then eventually get dubbed over in English by the Disney actors. Um, it'd be cool, like if you do it, but change the worlds a bit, like add worlds that were in the original Kingdom Hearts. Or they decide, um, let's do it from the beginning because I know there's the, the if that whole series is like branched out. Like there's the main series, and then of course there's the prequel. There's the stuff in between. There's the stuff afterward. Like all the stuff in between, all different versions. It's like it's a it's a it's a kind of almost like the Legend of Zelda timeline because it's like so many timelines. But I'm excited. You know, if this, this is true, now I'm excited. They're gonna do it. it makes sense for Disney Plus. I mean, this is what the future is. is a lot of this stuff's going to streaming services when it comes to, like, television shows. So it'll be cool. I mean, you can see. Like I said, I just saw this right now. It just got posted out on comicbook.com that a Disney Hearts TV show. I think it's the whole thing is about is, like, getting the Final Fantasy characters to make an appearance. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So, other than that, um, Biko, do you have anything else to add? Um, no. Just want people to stay safe. Uh... Try to stay sane out there and have fun and with whatever you can. All right. Um, I do want to mention, guys, Um, we do have a Twitter now. Um, you go to uh, at Pot Talkin'. 
Um, you can post like stuff on there if you guys want me to be able to discuss something. Um, like I said, check out our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash pop. Um, Biko and I are planning eventually we will have this podcast not only available, you know, through audio streaming services, but we're working on possibly being video stream as well. Uh, we're pretty much, we're possibly going to be on Twitch. We're not sure yet, um, how we're going to make it work, but we're going to try to make it work. Um, doesn't mean we're not going to stop. We're not going to keep doing the audio version. We are going to do the audio version, but what's cool about it is we're going to record the audio version as we're doing the video version live. So we'll have the opportunity where you actually can see a live recording of the episode on Twitch. So, or YouTube, wherever streaming shows we decide to go on. Because, like I said, right now we're trying to work out the details. But we'll let you guys know on Twitter. If you go to our Twitter at Pop Talking, just follow our Twitter on there. You can go to our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash Pop. Um, you can check on there as well. We'll give you guys updates on when that's going to be available. And we'll give you a link to it. Like I said, it's all in the works right now. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff we're planning to do with the podcast. And that's one, the, that's one of the big things you want to do is probably have a video version of it. And, you know, but right now we're trying to work out the kinks, you know, how to set it up, how to get the camera set up and everything. And, you know, find a time of day to do it. Like I said, we do it on Tuesdays. So we'll try to like keep that consistency schedule. At least do it once a week like we have been doing. Like a once a week type of thing. Like I said, things change. You know, our careers change. You know, things happen. Uh, as you know, I do want to mention again, I will be doing a Twitch stream soon. I'm trying to get into video games streaming. I did it before on my old YouTube channel, but I decided to go into Twitch and do a casual gaming stream. I did post something on Twitter, which pretty much the three games that I'm interested in doing a stream of is Horizon Zero Dawn, Infamous Second Son, or Watch Dogs. And if you think about the theme is, it's all about post-apocalyptic or lockdown or basically everybody's watching you. So that's why I picked those three because, yeah, I couldn't pick, like, Call of Duty and stuff. But I'm not much of Fortnite. I'm, like, I'm not a big guy like Ninja or I'm more of a casual gamer. Yeah, I play sports games. I had shooter muffs. I mean, the only thing I did was Overwatch, but I wanted to do games with, like, a theme. Mostly, I'm more like a role-playing type of guy, but I do, like, like the action, like, beat-em-ups and stuff like Diablo or even, like, Street Fighter. I'll try getting the fighting games, but... Right now, guys, like I said, if you go on my Twitter at TheFranchise85, I did put a poll right there to decide what game I have to start my Twitch stream. And like I said, keep it posted. Keep an eye out on my Twitter. I will let you know when I will stream. And like I said, like I said, you can check out the backlog of our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Once again, big shout out to our international listeners from Ireland, Germany, and India for joining us on the podcast, listening to the podcast. We appreciate that you guys are, are we're making our impact over there on the other side of the world. Um, also want to thank our listeners here in the U.S. who pretty much had nothing else to do during this pandemic. We were able to take their time to listen to our episodes and listen to our rant. Like I said, we got a lot of stuff planned in the coming weeks, but like I said, we got to work things out. And like I said, thank you for listening to Pop News number four of the podcast of Talking Pop. And like I said, um, stay safe, wash your hands, as always, geek on, and take care.